Alright, well, ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you need to let me know you're recording. It's by law. I just told you. Okay. Anyways. Should well, I start? Yeah, that's well. Hello, everyone. We are BBL, Brown Broken Laughing. We are back, bitches. <laughs> just for now. No, I'm kidding. We're back. <laughs> we don't know. Honestly, now we're just planted by ear at this point. We're not your reliable podcast queens but we're here when we're here (laughs) look we're not npr okay npr has the budget and so we all here are trying our best and um you know we're two we're now two working girls because angie will catch us up on her work uh dilemma um but yeah we're out here i'm jess by the way hi jess nice to meet you just in case what if people forgot my name yeah, like uh, the the five people that have been following us have probably seen us in the last couple of months, so they know who will know who. Girl, who knows? Because I'm a hermit. I'd be like hiding from people all the time. So, but also I have a okay. I'm gonna put this in the in the in the in the podcast notes. But I have a show coming up. If you're in Chicago, you should come to the Newport Theater and see some sketch comedy. We're called Onward and Off. Our parents' insurance. It's about adulting and stuff. So That's right. Up. So to Angie Stalker out there, you know where to find her. I mean, I post it on TikTok. So I'm like, if you, I mean, I, I get paid from this show. So if you want, if me getting stalked means I get paid. Wait, you um, get paid for doing the show? Yeah, this will be my, the, la- the last show I did also got paid. So this will be my second show. How does that work? So well, we get, we, um, so the person's doing our show, she, after she, from the ticket sale, she pays the venue. Then I mean, from whatever is left of the venue, we get like, like last time we did a show, I got paid a hundred dollars. Not a lot, but like, you. but like after like doing comedy for a while, like sketch comedy or improv, and not getting paid at all. This is pretty good to get any money is good. Yeah, I don't think people realize there's so much um, that happens behind the scenes when it comes to like artists and their jobs. So I didn't, I didn't know that you would get paid after the venue is paid. So the yeah. more people, the better. Yeah, the director of the show, she, well, I guess director, producer, she was like, you know, I, I want to make sure my cast gets paid. So I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. Okay, WGA. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was the worker strike, people? What are their initials? It's, um, it's, well, there's two, well, right, wait, one note. Oh my God, yeah, WGA, you're right. Writers there we go. Okay, WGA, I'm going to call her WAGA. WAGA. <laughs> and the SAG is the actor's. That's right. Wagger with the swagger. All also, right. sorry, guys. I have a, a cough, so if I sound kind of weird. Don't listen to her, y'all. She be having this fucking cough since birth. So, like, stop making excuses with your fucking Leo ass. I'm sorry, but there's going to be some minor attention on me. <laughs> I'm not even going to get any attention because I'm struggling over here. I still feel, I can still taste Robitussin on me. Adjust strengths and Robitussin. It's the nastiest medicine ever. But it's the only one that seems to work. Honestly, yeah. So I got sick. Um, I was sick last weekend. It's pretty bad. It wasn't COVID, but I feel like this is the season when flus are really kicking our ass. Um, And there's different forms of flus. And I don't feel like people are talking about it. But 
yo, it knocked me off my ass. But Robitussin was the only thing that kicked in. And um, Kevin made this Korean dish, and it was so spicy. And so near the end of my cold, it cleared the fuck out of my sinuses. Like, right now, they're hollow. If I tap on my sinus canal here, you can hear the... Because they're so hollow. Thank God for that. Wow. What did he make? I don't know how to pronounce it. Somebody we're going to try. But it has... Um, it. It's... Taboki? Thank you. <laughs> it's that. It reminds me of that, that of the TikTok or is it, is it a meme? The girl goes, oh, oh look, it's the Legibitiqua flag. Legibitiqua. <laughs> But what she's trying to say, LGBTQ, but instead of saying she was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It was good. All right. So we're back. Um, What are we talking about today? What's up? Well, I guess we should catch up since we've been gone. We like peaced out after our 10th episode. So let's catch, catch our readers, our listeners up to what we've been doing. So I'll go first since I have a job now. Who? Because she's a Leo. Okay, carry on. And also, and I, yeah, and I'm a Leo, so it's okay. This is going to take half an hour, so I'm here. I'm ready. Rude. Okay, I'll be quick. I promise. I don't know where how to where to put this microphone. Okay. See, already five minutes just dedicated to the mic that she's holding. Fucking okay, Leo. So Do you have I Libra got- in you too? I mean, I have one Libra's. One. Yeah, and it shows. Anyways, okay. carry on. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so I got a job. I'm a campus recruiting coordinator at a at a company. Okay. I'm a contract. I'm a contract worker, so I'm here only for a couple for a couple of weeks. But actually, on Friday, I learned that my contract has been extended, so that's good. So I haven't fucked up that much because that's a good thing. To how much? How, how much? Um, it's it's open ended, so they don't know how long. But what's so there's a possibility that I could, you know, uh-huh. be- I don't I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just saying if it's open ended, that means like there's a I don't know. But I'm like, to be honest, when I was unemployed, I wanted a job so bad that working just seemed like. You know, I kind of forgot the pros and cons of working in corporate life. And now that I'm back in it, I'm kind of like, oh, this is rough. And then also my previous job, not only like I had, you know, I had the job, but I had like a team that I was friends with, the company had a lot of perks. So even if the job was hard, like there was other things about the company and the people I worked with that made me want to work there. And also I'm a recruiting coordinator, so I'm not actually a recruiter, but I I am sort of a part of the process more than I was in my previous job. And I'm, so I'm still like in in a space of like, I don't know what to do next. But since the contract extended, I'm gonna use this time to like apply to other things to see what happens. You know, I I'm, I realize that I don't know if I'm built for this corporate life, but maybe no one is, and people are just. I pretend- think no one's built for capitalism. That's just factual. Yeah, but I think, but I feel you. I think uh, one thing that you said was like when you had no job, you were excited for the job, and not that you're in a job, you're just like fuck this shit. It's kind of rough, bro, because I've been having similar conversations. I don't know. I'm just not happy with where I'm at because I also don't know what's next for me. Um, like I like the people that I work with; they're pretty dope. But I think that 
yeah, I just don't know what's next for me. And that sucks because like whenever we do catch up with people or I catch up with people and they're like, how's your job? And I'm pretty honest, you know, like this is what's going great, but this is where I see myself not being happy. I feel so bad because it's also like not many out there have jobs right now that they really need or want. And I feel like I'm just shit talking an opportunity, but it's also like uh, I'm burning myself out in a space where I don't know how I'm growing as a person. But also a lot of my issues are coming from the fact that, man, as much as I, again, going back to our podcast conversation, as much as I try to budget, man, like this, this job is not paying me enough for what I want to do. And I also don't want to sound ungrateful or greedy when I'm like, if I ever move on, I want it to be more than what I'm earning now, but I know my worth. Yeah. But also is it, it's, I mean, like I understand people have it worse than us. Um, and that's valid to think about. But at the same time, is it bad just to, like, I mean, we're just being real. And honestly, like, I think I'm also pretty spoiled in the sense that, like, I have two parents that I didn't have to see compromise on what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my well, my mom, part of the time I, she raised me, she was, she had her own babysitting job, which I don't think she liked. Which I, I think she, my mom loves kids. So, like, still, it was kind of, like, in her wheelhouse, yeah. So I, so I wouldn't think of that as something as like she had to like suffer to do, but it's hard work to run a babysitting business and like take care of all these kids. It's a lot. Yeah. And then part of my time, she was stay at home mom. And of course, like I am my mom's everything. So of course, if you work, if your job is taking care of your daughter, that's pretty, that's pretty swell. Um, <laughs> and then my dad's always been his own boss. He has never had to like punch in to do someone else's dream. So I grew up seeing this shit. And now I'm actually like living like how regular people do where you work for someone else and you deal with all these different people and you yeah. have more choice. And no, it says real. So like, I know my dad, he was being funny, but I was complaining about my job. He's like, he's like, well, I'm going to, well, I'm about to, I got to go to work. You know, I got to have to change the world. <laughs> I'm just like, shut up, dad. That's kind of funny. Baby. That's kind of funny. That's um, funny but damn. So the extended your contract. Um, yeah. I don't know this. I feel like this is adding more pressure to you. Uh, okay. I Do you think things great. would have been different if they would have been like, oh, we're done after these six weeks? Like, mm-hmm. what would you have said then? I would have been like, I was, uh, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted out. Because like, cause I was like getting stressed and I was kinda like, well, maybe, well, this is going to end. But then I realized because I remember someone talked to me, they're like, well, yeah, we want you to do other things too. So actually like, oh yeah, I forgot this job was supposed to help me figure out other parts of recruiting. Like, of course, like I'm, like this is, I'm doing this shitty part of the process. There's other parts to it. Then I'm like, oh, maybe. Yeah. But like at the same time, I kind of like the, okay, like, okay, I I wasn't that bad. So they still want me on. That means I can grow. Then also like I need like I need a job, I need money. Like I was starting to get stressed because I'm like I need to start applying for jobs and I haven't applied to anything yet. I've only applied to one job since I got this tra- contract position, and and I was under the impression I I was gonna be working for six to eight weeks. I should have been applying to jobs from the beginning, but I was just like so excited to get paid. I was like I just want to chill. Yeah, because these hosts, these fucking hosts called HR people, be ghosting you. Like yes. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear back from someone that you emailed last year. I, actually, I did. I applied to like slate a slate position okay. months ago, and they rejected me months later. I'm like, duh. But see, now that I'm in recruiting, I it's funny because I've had to reject people. But I sent a month later. No, I reject them pretty quickly. Good for you. That's one way to reject yeah. someone. Oh, 
put that into practice. And then I feel feel so what this job is for. And I feel so bad about it because I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing the same thing I I did to people did to me, but like that's part of the job. Remember that next time you date. Damn. (laughs) This is part of their life story. They just got to get rejected sometimes. I mean, rejection is a part of life. That's true. It sucks sometimes because your ego will get burst. But yeah, and I've been rejected by men and that and that hurt, but it's fine. Assholes. It's not fine because she still thinks about it. Anyways, okay, that was that's a lot. And then you have this like project, which well not project, your your show. So you have been you've been busy. That's all that's also great too, because when I was unemployed, I I had nothing going on. But on but honestly though, we hung out a lot. I hung out, I got I had time to hang out with hang out with a lot of friends, which was nice. All I did was apply to jobs and hung out with my family, hung out with my with you guys. And that was fun. But like I'm like, I have nothing to do. Now I'm like, I have this show, I have a job, and now I'm exploring other career opportunities. That's right. And I was hustle, thinking hustle. I was thinking to like try stand up. And I was gonna go today, but I actually wrote out what I was thinking of saying. I was like, I need more time. So I'm gonna I would wait. be nervous as fuck for you. Here's the thing: what I heard about stand up is that you actually have to do it to know whether or not you're gonna be good. It's not a matter right. of how funny you are. It's all about like your delivery and your presentation, how the right. crowd would react to you. Mm-hmm. I've had people say the same to me. They're like you should just do stand up because you're so funny. It's like I'm not. I'm just no. telling you how things are with the deadpan delivery. I'm so sorry for being. Yeah. A lot but, of it is delivery, is timing, um, and and so I'm aware of that because like I like I watch stand up, but also I'm, I'm sort of looking at it from the perspective of someone who already writes comedy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm watching it for fun, but I'm also studying it. So when I, I wrote, would... so go ahead, sorry. No, go go. So when I wrote my stuff, I realized that I was like, damn, I don't I don't really have a lot of jokes in here. It's just storytelling, which for these for these con for these like little. For these open mics, you only have like three to three to five minutes. So, so I'm like, okay, I'm not ready yet. I was actually gonna try today, but I was like, you know what? And another and then a friend of mine who's on the show with me, she told me that, oh, I have another place you can try to do open mic. So I might just do that. Cause I was like, I don't want to, cause I think there are certain, certain things that you have to go through to know. Like you have to do this to know if you're good. But also, I want to set myself up for success, and I don't want to half-ass it. Yeah. If I'm if I'm if I'm gonna. I mean, honestly, if I'm if I suck, I want to get booed. I want to know. That's Are part you of, sure about that? No, but no, but that's a for, for stand up. That's even if you're good, you've been booed at some point. But you have to know. That's the only way you know with stand up comedy. How would you do with hecklers? Is that what they're called? Hecklers the people who hecklers? interrupt your show. Well, I don't know. So that's what you have to deal with. Hey, no, <laughs> that's my joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So just for context, I think we were talking about if you were to argue, like we had a random hypothetical question, like if you were to argue with someone in the street, if your friend were to argue with someone in the street, what would they argue about? And I think as a group, we concluded that Angie's someone who's not confrontational like that. And if she were, it'll be very like really wholesome to the most aggressive person. Think, think, think of her addressing like a fucking January sixer. Her response to someone like that would be like, hey. Hey, that the vote for real. No. Hey, white supremacy is not okay, sir. You wouldn't even I, get that. Yeah. You wouldn't even get that. You'd be like, "Hey, you're white, okay?" <laughs> That's how Angie would have handled that. Versus 
I try not to be confrontational. I can be very aggressive without Wait. me knowing it, but I'm try not confrontational. Not, try not to be confrontational. What? How? How? It's just not natural. It's okay. Um, I don't try to be confrontational, but it happens. So I can see myself accidentally pushing someone into a pond. Um, but you're the person to be like, hey, that's my president. (laughs) Also, this is also this is based on something that actually happened. My dad and I were uh, were getting ice cream in Hyde Park. Um, and this my I guess this guy was he must have been on drugs or he was on something. Um, he had his bike. Like, you know how outside seating, there's like tables and seats out there. This guy had his bike and it was like covering a bunch of like it was in the way. So in order to to get to our seats, we had to like just pass by the bike. And so we my dad must have touched it. He was like, hey, why are you touching my bike for? This guy was aggressive. I tell like he's going to fight my dad. And I had a moment where I was like the like, most peaceful person on earth. Like your yeah, dad but, is very like, I'm here but, for good karma only. But but no, but my dad, he oh. could if you. I've seen I've seen oh. my dad like almost you know oh. so he, he like he's one of those guys where it's like I don't need to fight I don't need to but if if I do I have the tools so don't don't come for me but my dad's more and I'm thinking well my dad's like 70 something oh my god he is well almost, wait, I don't he's almost 70 look like he's, he's almost 70 <laughs> I'm so bad at he looks like he's in his early 50s girl what you mean no but he's like 60 like late 60s he's almost wow. 70 yeah but like I'm thinking I'm an adult. I should defend my dad. So I went. So I just went and went. And I was trying to be like, get away. This is what I was trying to do. Get away from my dad. What the fuck's wrong with you? But instead I went, hey, that's my dad you're talking to. And the guy went, oh, that's your dad talking to you? Like he mocked me. And guys, it was so funny. And when something's funny, I want to laugh. But I can't laugh at the guy disrespecting my dad. So I just went, I just went like, okay, quiet. But it was so funny. So with these hagglers at your show, you're gonna be like, "Hey, that's hey, my that's joke." Not- <laughs> it's gonna be like they're gonna be like, "Hey, it's not funny." So hey. I don't know what I. So I don't know if I would do with with hecklers. Like I could be like, um, "It's my show, calm down," or you could just ignore them. Yeah. But I you, that's something you have to experience and know what to do. Yeah. But I don't want to do deal with that and also present bad jokes. That's so. True. I'll, I'm gonna give myself more time to work on that. Like I spent the the whole morning just writing down what I would say, and although I think I have good stuff in there, if I'm gonna give good three minutes, I need more jokes. So, like and, knock knock jokes. No. Okay. Yes. Don't I have a few. What? I, I was not few of those. Yeah, but don't do not. <laughs> no, no to everybody. <laughs> if you're doing stand up comedy, no one wants to hear a knock knock joke. Okay. okay 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 good shit yeah it's only been like three months since we uh recorded so that was an adventure right there mm-hmm. so where would you go do the stand-up low, low key remember, is it like a cafe remember when we went to your friend's art show carl's art friend's art show and i met your friends your com- your comedy friends mm-hmm Yes, I remember now. I was drunk, but I remember yeah. now. She this hosts- is after the dude who sent, who wanted to throw the brick at us. Yeah, this was after that. The okay, same got day. it. All right, cool. Yeah. We're gonna get into that in a few. Yeah, but okay. So she hosts um, a comedy contest thing. Ooh. So she was like, "You should come." So I've been wanting to come, but I've been procrastinating, haven't done it. And then actually, when I'm about to go, I'm realizing I don't have the jokes for it, so I need more time. It's okay. It's okay. I think you should just do it. 
Um, okay, that was that was a lot. You definitely mm-hmm. done a lot. What about um, you? What's up with you? Um, not much really. I still box just to like relieve my inner aggression. I've done more kickboxing this time around, so I can kick people in the face, and it's been great. Um, really, I think that the pause happened because I know that work has been was super hectic. I don't think a lot of people know this, but in higher ed, certain offices, my office in particular, because we process money, um, face a lot of chaos, right? So be kind to the people that work in higher ed during the months of um, end of July up until mid-September because it's real. So it's just nonstop like pushback from people, students, etc. So I took a break from this because my mental health needed a break. Um, but other than that, honestly, living my best life, just trying to like, if I have time, meet up with the people. I feel like lately every weekend has been busy for me, either with some sort of event or birthday or a trip. So that's been good. But um, yeah, I've also started to like reconnect with people. Like I said, I tend to hide sometimes. I don't do it on purpose. I'm just very like homebody. Um so sometimes I'm like, wow, it has been this many months slash years since I last communicated with someone. So it's not that I don't like them. I don't want to touch base with them. I just generally I'm like, I don't want to bug them. <laughs> just mm-hmm. who I am. But yeah, it's a lot of like reconnecting. Um, going, I stopped going out to drink after I hung out with you and Megan because <laughs> we went out for Mexican Independence Day. It was super like last minute. I know Angie's like, let's go get drinks. And I was broke at the time. So these bitches bought me drinks. And I think I lost count of how many drinks we had in total. And then that turned into a different adventure where like we went hopping down the street where there was an art gallery open. There was open champagne. All this to say that it was a wild night. And the next day I had one of the worst hangovers of my life to the point where my stomach was bloated. That is crazy. It was ridiculous. Like I stayed home for seven hours resting because if it wasn't me running to the bathroom, it was me dealing with the fever it was messy oh my it wasn't god. a cold it wasn't yeah so ever since oh my then god, I, Jess, I don't know if it was that, that my, bad for you oh my it's god it's really bad when horrible. i binge drink like that um i've come to realize that and like one of the biggest things that i noticed is that it's mostly my spleen or like some organ in me that gets really painful or inflamed so i'm just like mm-hmm. looks like alcohol is not for me that doesn't mean i won't like be drinking i'll still drink now and then but i can't do the binge drinking like i used to in my 20s slash early 30s also just to give like some information more about what we did that night so i was the one that suggested that we go out because that's when i got my job i was like i want to take y'all out to celebrate and i got got through the first week so got us drinks i think i probably had like two to three my limit's like three i don't have but we had shots didn't we have shots no we didn't we did oh damn that was it but i felt good the next day so i'm like whoa good for you (laughs) but what else but But you know what else i didn't eat that day i had like snacks throughout the day at work because i was planning to go home and eat something Mm. but then you're like texting i was like okay cool so then i just had noodles and then i realized i didn't drink water all day it was just coffee so it was bad so i'm never never and then and then this art gallery we went to it had like these old diaries from like people back in the 1800s and shit it was hard to read some of them no nah, girl not people writing. this is hold up let's talk about this for a second because <laughs> my drunk ass was sober enough for this moment because i was like this is some bullshit this is some white people shit so <laughs> hold up so we went to this art gallery y'all and it's not an art gallery it's like one of those like 
random fucking mom and pop shops that has like antiques in it. Yeah, it's like and an it antique open, store. Right. It was open because down the street was this like vintage festival, right? And they've never seen this fucking spot open. So we're strolling, we vibing with our friend Megan, who was featured in a podcast episode earlier. We we vibing, we drunk, we're we're looking around, we're trying to see if we want to buy anything. And then these two hosts decide to find in a fucking box with a shit ton of journals. Now, me being me, I'm like, they're about to get fucking haunted by this fucker. Like, <laughs> this is some Jumanji shit. I'm just the audience member. They're the ones actually playing the fucking game. So I head over there. They had at least some 100 mini yes, journals. It was a of this, so much. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Of this one dude from 1865 in its original form. Wait, do you think it was one person? Do you think it's one yes, person? because I took a picture. In fact, you know what we're going to do right now? I'm going to go into my gallery to see if I still have it. But y'all, this we're over here complaining and podcasting about our fucking lives. This <laughs> man was living his best life just looking at corn. So I don't know how people had it back then. Like, let me see if I can pull up one of the notes. Because it also sounded like he was low-key kind of stalking this one girl he was obsessed with. Back then it was called courting, but now we know it's stalking. Like this fucking note from 1862, Saturday, August 30th, 1862. All he said is, he just put a name down. <laughs> it just says Jenny, and that's it. The Nothing ones, else. The ones I read, he just was talking about the weather and the food he got. It was seemed so boring, but also like, I couldn't read his cursive. And like I come from the time where we learned how to write cursive in school. So his handwriting was so hard to read for me. I was like, I can't, I don't know what you're saying, bro, but his life seemed pretty boring. Look, I, I was I'm able to read this one because it says Sunday, August 31st, 1862. That's month. I think the name is it seems like it's uh Kevin Jenny. I don't know. Don't be late elder something at the church why is he writing messages in this diary shouldn't be wait what i don't think we can we can like look at that shit look at that fucking journal yeah i mean it was cool and actually i talked to the person that owns the store she said that she saw these journals at a fair and she like uh, like some type of thing she bought them all Let's dive into that now. Because white, white yes, behavior. who out here is like, I'm gonna buy these fucking journals because the bitch is bored as it is. And we're about to like explore the, the world of this like dude from 1862. How many years ago was that? Because someone did the math. I forgot. Like, what is it's up with my calculator? You no, know, this is yeah. how people decide to write the conjuring. Like, wouldn't you think that there's like a spirit attached to shit like that? 161 Why? years ago. 161. 161 years i don't even have 161 dollars in my pocket right now so that's impressive <laughs> that's impressive wait I, what was gonna say you know i forgot <laughs> it's okay you know who didn't forget the white people who decided to buy colonized shit i just don't get it like it's just fucking wild my parents are going to egypt right now and i told them they're like what do you want from egypt if we if we go there do you want something and i was like no just don't bring back any curses if you see a white man Who's gonna take give you a tour of a of a tomb? Don't go in it. Don't, don't go it. in there. <laughs> Not right now. Curious as white people explorers will bring back a curse to America. Don't yeah, do don't it. do it. Don't bring back bugs either. Mm-mm. 
That shit's messy. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so I was gonna, oh, whatever. Do it. Say it. I forgot. My mind is sporadic. She I'm not really tired. She doesn't want me to be like, wow, such a Leo. I, okay, Leos were the most proud zodiac zodiac sign of the zodiac signs. And if you want to talk about how amazing we are, you can keep going. But if you want to hate, well, actually, you know, of course, the great ones have haters, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Taylor Swift. Excuse me? said okay taylor swift i'm not taylor swift okay I'll, she has that I'll song because the haters gonna hate 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 oh that was which actually i don't mind taylor swift i liked her after that fork fork fork, fork not fork folklore album okay. i don't think i've listened to many of her songs i know there are some hardcore swifty fans out there and to be honest with you i'm just like she had good bangers but i'm not gonna like follow her personally yeah, there's much to follow there. Um, anything else before we? I know this would be. It sounds like this might be a short episode, but it's all good because it's been a while since been been on here. Um, mm-hmm. anything else? What are you looking forward to? Well, I have rehearsal today. That'll be fun. We're gonna have a writing day. Write more sketches. Wow, I, I always love doing that. Um, but no, things are going well. Uh. I realized that I haven't, you know, so recently I was like, you know what? I'm okay not dating. I think I'm good being single. I'm fine. But then recently I was like, no, I want to be held. Okay, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. She's opened up the can of worms. Some Someone was like, we need more of this, Jessica. So I got you. Oh, fucking. From our last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, what held in what way? Captive? You know. See, why are you always going to go there? See, this is something I have a problem with. Whenever someone is emotionally vulnerable, talking about love and romance, wanting that, someone has to be like, you like, we have to go there and like, be like, you don't like, you don't need them. These men, they take control of you and all that. Yeah, that's true and stuff. But I'm just, I'm talking held about how Angie. I only asked held how. No, but I know where you're going with this because you said no. Held go ahead, Kim. I just, of course, I want to be held in like that romantic, like loving way, like cuddled with. You know, that's type of stuff. You know, that's all. What have you done to get there? I'm, I cuddled myself. <laughs> I haven't done anything because actually yeah I'm like a, I'm like yeah both ways in it I haven't really made an effort to to date yeah you still sound indecisive and honestly men can read through that whether it's men or anyone else you got to make sure you're confident in yourself so that they can see that and value you for that I'm confident in myself I just don't know if I trust them mm. what does that mm mean men are weird man it also depends they on who are. you swipe on yeah, some men are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and so it's like I don't feel like dealing with the BS right now. So like, maybe it's just like it's okay not to. I mean, actually, it is okay not to date or to have anyone. It's fine. And honestly, I've been mostly okay with it. It's just in those those moments when you're like by yourself, and you're mm. like, it would be nice to have somebody like here with me. Oh, in that sense. But overall, like I'm, I don't need it, and I'm fine without it. Sounds but, like you, know, you want companionship. Yeah. But then I have friends and I talk to y'all, but sometimes I don't want to talk to y'all. And I'm by, by myself. Welcome to my world. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong with me? I like, I'm like, I 
I'll, I'll be like, I don't have any friends. And I'm like, wait, I do. I just don't call them. <laughs> this would be a serious or, question. I know you're going to be like, what the fuck was your, what's your thought process to get there? But like, would you ever consider getting a pet? No, I had thought of it, but I was thinking about it. Cause um, my friend, um, Sammy brought her, her dog over and it was nice to have the dog around in like my place. And I was like, look a dog. But then I think the animal smells would get to me at some point. Nah. I, know, I, I think the pooping weird. is the thing I don't like and like the maintenance yeah. of them. But like I like I used to be a dog person, but then I I that uh dog sat and fuck. I was just like, I can't, mm not for me. And then I've been cat sitting and the cat I've been able to cat sit lately has been a sweetheart. So yeah, I like I like dogs. It's just I like I like I clean a lot and when my house is out of order, I get a little bit anxious. And it's like having a pet around, that's a chance for them to to shed or to poop or just that that animal smell around. You should get a but, cat. But no, I don't want a cat. Oh, see, then what do you want? <laughs> I want a dog. I want a dog. If I get a pet, I will want a dog. Okay. But I don't know. But I don't really want a pet right now. But I thought about it. That's real. Mm-hmm. I have a pet rock. Me too. That technically, it's not my Sylvester, pet. Sylvester, Sylvester de Stone is what I call him. He's doing great. He's come a long way. I've had him for three years. I put some eyes on him so he can see the world from my perspective. But why would you? Why would you give that rock your damn depressing ass perspective? He's looking <laughs> outside the window all day. The fuck you mean? It'll be fine. <laughs> he can see the, the the leaves changing and shit. It's gonna be great. Um, you want to hear something embarrassing before we log off? So there's this one time during a staff meeting where two different departments came together on Zoom and we were introducing ourselves and everyone's talking about their pets. But I don't think everyone realized that we don't have pets, right? So it was my turn to go. I'm so fucking cringe. I was like, I don't have like a pet like you guys, but I have a pet rock and his name is Sylvester the Stone. <laughs> no. Everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with that is cute. And I have a skeleton who I love. Uh, her name is Eva Lasting. Eva. That's really Lasting. cute. That's yeah. cute. Sister season. I fucking love Halloween. Sister season. So she's going about, she's about to go out there. Her little Libra self. <laughs> I don't know how to dress her up for this season, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe an, um Frida Kahlo vibe. It's all good. I want to be Naja from what we do behind the shadows. You should. You should. And you should make a little doll. That'd be fun. Although my mom's friend, she's having a a Halloween party, but it's witch, witchy theme. It's hocus pocus theme. Hmm. But I could still be like Naja. She's like a, you know, she's not a witch, but she dresses she like she vibes. She's witchy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. If I were invited to that party, I'd be the book. That's funny. Yes. Right. Right. I love I'd that. That's a great idea. Or Or I'll be the candle burning. I put a spell on you. Yeah, and then you know how like the candle can only turn on around virgins or something like that. So Mm -hmm. whenever I walk by people, I'll have like a built-in light, so like it'll turn off whenever I'm like, "Mm, yo ho, you know, like (laughs) that's what I would do. See, I fucking love Halloween for that reason. My creative flows are just out there. 
You know that thing in Clueless? Have you seen the movie Clueless? Once forever ago. I don't remember much from it, to be honest. Well, there's a line. What's a meme? She says, well, shut up. You're a virgin and you can't drive. She's like, you're a virgin that can't drive. And I realized for the longest, I've been a virgin that can't drive. And now I'm all, and now I'm just in, a, in, a, in my sketch. I was going to be my, in my comedy thing. I was going to say, well, now I'm just a whore that can't drive. I, I wish I was a whore. <laughs> You're doing that for your comedy skit? That's why I need to work on it. That's why I need yeah, time. I should. <laughs> That's a sound okay. You're probably going to take my idea and you're going to be the walking candle from I put a spell on you. That I'm not. For Halloween? No, that's something. I want you to do that. I won't be here for Halloween. I'll be out of town. Well, where are the... Co- <laughs> where are you out of town, Dim? Dim, where, where are you going to be out of town? I'll be abroad. <gasps> where are you? Where are you going? I don't want to give specifics because I'm very low key about my life. And I'm Girl. someone who's like, I don't want to throw it out there because like, God forbid, our plane gets canceled and shit like that. But I'll be abroad. I'll yes, be just tell us where it is. It's not a big deal. You're, just don't say the hotel you're staying at or the street number. No, I'll be in Europe for a little bit. I'm a little nervous because of the bed bugs, though. Where um, in Europe? So I'm already prepping. Uh, the Vatican. Oh, me a room. Cool. Why are this? Why like Vatican City specifically? No, just the area. Yeah. See, here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people know about me. I usually don't like going in about this trip until it actually happens. So, because I'm heebie jeebies about it. So, let's hope it all works out. But yeah, Kevin hasn't been to Rome. I've been when I studied abroad. It'll be his first time. So, we shall see how it goes. That will be our next podcast content. I'll keep you guys posting on how shit goes. It'll be interesting. Like the biggest pasta. adventure that I have out here right now is me on the CTA. Let me get into that. But yeah, I'll be in Rome. Ding, ding, ding. Love is love is blind. Season finale is out today. Oh my god, we should definitely debrief that next next time we get together too. Because um, I hate everybody. It feels very forced this year. Love is not blind. Love is just stupid for some of these hoes. So, not a fan. That's just me. Yeah, this this season was just horrible. Like the drama was cool, but like after a while, I was just like, "This is just shitty." People are shitty. People are horrible. And I'm like, if that's what dating is like, I'm good. No, I mean the people that go on the show are looking for clout. Let's be real. Oh yeah, that's and true. Forced to get married. It's just fucking disgusting. I think that toxic masculinity is real. A lot of the girls on the show are obviously going through issues too. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not a fan of anybody except for Milton, but also Milton, my man. Then, you're like, oh, you're like, tw- you're like 16. Yeah, you're like 16. Oh my god. Else. And like, I was just like, I was telling you when we were watching it, I was like, he looks so young in that suit next to Lydia in her wedding he dress. He looks like he's gonna have his own quinceañera. Like, I know. I don't like that. Yeah, it's like it's like. I really do believe, like, I know there's certain people that think age is just a number, but if someone older than you is dating, if there's a huge age gap, that's very disturbing. There's this woman, there's, well, this child, well, no, she's not a child, she's in her early 20s, but she's married to a guy who is, like, who is 40. Okay. So she's, like, 22. Oh, my God. 22. So that means they were starting dating when she was, like, based on, like, the information she gave us online on her site, whatever. That means they started dating when she was 17. Oh my so god. Legal. And yeah. this guy's this guy's from someplace in Europe. 
So so what he did was now they're married, but like now they're living in his country. So she's away from her family. Oh my God. She just had a baby. So she's a, so she's and her content is all about how she won at life just because like she decided to be a, a young mom and now she's married to an attractive rich man. Because she it's has like, a sugar daddy, basically. Yeah, and I'm like, this is gross content and child, like, and then she was like, if like I wouldn't have had this if I went to college. And people were like, bitch, you could still go to college. Why are you shaming people who decided to go to college? Like, yeah. sorry if other people are more educated than you making rightful decisions. Like, yeah. good for you. You have a kid and you are probably loved by someone, but it sounds like you're in it for the money. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, college is not for everybody. Not everyone wants to do it. And some people want to be stay-at-home moms and that's right. fine. But something that I think about a lot because I see it in my family is that they're, they're women who their whole identity is being a mom and mm-hmm. then their kids get older and they have to find their own lives and they have their own lives or yeah. they have kids and stuff. And the parents are lost because that's all they had was their, was their child. That's embarrassing though. I mean, it's but not I embar- like That's when people become life. toxic mother-in-laws though. I saw this video yes. yesterday of this girl who was doing a gender reveal party with her husband and as soon as they find out they're having a boy, first of all, fuck gender reveal parties, but that's just me. Yes, weird. Um, but just like when they found out that it was going to be a boy, like her mother-in-law immediately went in to hug the son, like, hey, her her partner. So people were like, she's in the wrong for that. And I was like, at first I was like, I don't get it. But then it made sense, right? Because at no given point did he acknowledge his wife, right? At no given point did he hug her after like knowing that they're about to be parents to a boy. It was just became their mother-in-law's moment and that was like so weird but then there's a psychiatrist who was basically doing an analysis of the video itself and he kind of dove into how like you said sometimes um certain people specifically mothers or whatever have a tendency to view their son as um almost like a partner not so much like their son but like they're replacing their spouse to some extent Mm -hmm. And yeah. it becomes kind of like this unnecessary sort of coping mechanism for them. But this happens a lot with especially like young moms, right? Like where they're so codependent on the finances of the parent or the father. Like when she goes downhill, like all she knows is how to be a mom. And the only thing she sees is her son. And it's also like, that's toxic. You are not just a mom. Yeah. Like you're you. Like stop intervening. Separate yourself from this because yeah. he's, he's a grown ass man. Yeah, it's important. Like we all have families like or some type of family and we all have our roles in the family but it's important to have your own identity outside of your family because yeah. if your family becomes dependent you become dependent on your family and then it just brews just like animosity and toxicity it's terrible it's horrible horrible and like i hope if i do get married which i think i'm at the point now where i'm like i think i'm fine with either way if i if i get married if i don't get married it's a lope Marriage is expensive. Well, no, the wedding, it's expensive. Well, wedding. I'm not even talking about the wedding. I'm talking about just marriage in general. If I get married, great. That's something I've wanted. But if I don't yeah. also, it's fine at this point. It's okay. Yeah. Don't rush yourself into it. Yeah, definitely not rushing. That's why I'm like, I don't care because I know I'm not because you won't catch me on Love is Blind. Please I, don't. That is so embarrassing. Like to me, I mean, like, of course, I can see why marriage is valuable. People want it. But to just put yourself in that situation, it's like, it's not that important. It's not, cute. it's not cute just it's just don't good. do that i wonder like don't be a don't, meme yeah something i wonder when people go on the show like i know some people like they quit their jobs because now they have the social media presence they can make money off that and brand deals and stuff but i wonder people who come back to their jobs like how do people respect you after seeing you on reality tv like does that change anything i wonder if like does your life go back to normal like i don't know 
I don't think so, right? I feel like you yeah. keep your distance and have to create a new sort of lifestyle after that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're trailing off now. I know. I know you have like um, this is- your rehearsal. Rehearsal. Well, and yeah. I woke up early to go boxing. I feel like it just hit me at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had to do my nails while we were here. Yeah, I saw your nails were cute. Thanks. I just repainted them. They were they were red. But mm-hmm. this conversation made me feel more serene. So I used the sage color that I had available. So thank you for that. No problem. Let's do some ASMR before we leave. Me pronouncing the dish that Kevin made earlier. Anyways, um, I know it's been a second, y'all. Um, thank you for your time and for listening. Keep <laughs> stay post stay stay tuned not posted stay tuned for our next combo um should be fun should be chill we're gonna see how Angie's performance goes please check her out what are the details to your performance again okay so you can follow us at at onward and off on Instagram tickets are twenty dollars okay the, the link to the tickets are on our Instagram page. But I'm gonna also put it in the in the podcast notes where to go. But it's on November 8th and November 29th at the Newport Theater. It's in the Wrigleyville area. So yes, please come and support local comedy. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. Hey, right, thanks, y'all. <laughs> okay, bye everyone. Bye. bye. Hey y'all, it's Angie. Do not go yet. I have some things I want to tell you. Now first, follow us on Spotify. This makes it easier for you. So whenever an episode drops, you will get a notification. You can also follow us on Instagram at brown underscore broke underscore laughing. That's brown underscore broke underscore laughing. We post when new episodes come out. Also, you can see some behind the scenes stuff. Just be in the note of what me and Jess are up to and what we're doing with the show. But this is also where we'll let you know when episodes are going to drop. So you can expect something bi-weekly, but make sure to check in on our Instagram for further details. You can also email us at brownbrokelaughing at gmail.com. That's brownbrokelaughing at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on our show, we had such a great time with Megan that we realized we need to do this more often. We need to have guests. So please, if you're interested, let us know. But thank you for listening and have a great day. Can't wait to hear from y'all. Bye.